you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can hear you too. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me via Skype. Uh, yeah. Sounds pretty good. I, I know in the past that I've done the two Skype ones here throughout, you kind of hear like a little static, but I think that's just because it's, well, Skype and over a connection. So, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's, it does, it does what it's supposed to do. So It'll do the job. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Ugh. We got this. Yeah, we got, we got this. this. How you've been? Oh, I've been, I've been. It's been a while. You've been, here you've been. I think the last time I saw you was when I was out with Sleeping with Sirens, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that was in, where were we? The Rockstar one? Yeah, the Disrupt Tour. That was somewhere yes. southern, uh, southern California. That's all I know. Yeah, like San Diego. No, mm. somewhere. Somewhere Not- far. Ish. Yeah, so, yeah, somewhere in your neck of the woods. Somewhere close enough to where you were like, I'll go. Yeah, it's like an hour <laughs> uh, or something. But that wasn't too far away. That was, no. I don't know, summer. It's definitely a while ago, though. So we need, we're due for a we're due for a catch-up. Right, exactly. And, I, you know, with everything that I, I see you posting and, and whatnot, I was like, man, I, I want to know more about all this stuff you're doing. Oh, so, that makes me so happy. Especially because I know... I mean, sometimes I'll talk to people like when I want to know more because I have like somewhat of an idea, but stuff you're doing, I literally have <laughs> like no idea. So no. I might, hopefully I don't ask any, anything too uh, dumb. Oh no, there's no, no dumb promises, questions. But <laughs> there's no uh, dumb questions. Trust me. That's the whole point of everything I'm doing. Right. Um, by the way, I didn't know that you had a podcast. Yes, I do. It's kind of very low key. Like I'm just... I've just kind of been rolling with it. I mean, I guess that's, I don't have like every Monday it's live. It's more so far been just the whole point of it is when I feel ready to make it, I make it and kind of yeah. no, okay. no real structural restrictions. It's like, maybe it's a guided meditation. Maybe it's some funny thing. Maybe it's an interview. Maybe it's deep yeah. breaths. I, uh, I listened to the one that you did with, uh, is it Kalina and? Oh yeah, four girls. Yeah, that was, that was that was cool. Uh, I can't that wait to do fun. like a podcast with multiple people, but um, oh, that's cool. We just that, sat around the table and fun. we were like this, and we had different segments. So that was like segment well, four or three. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was trying to find because I went on. Well, I didn't really get that much time to dig into it because. I did it like 10 minutes ago, just like stumbling around on the internet. Um, And I tried going to one of the accounts. I believe it's, oh, which one is it? all the feels, and then there was pot in the middle. Yeah, I went to the all the feels one, and maybe I typed it in wrong, but there was only like maybe five episodes up there, but they were all from like 2016. Oh, weird. It must have been a different one. So I yeah it, I it might too. it might have been because I was like uh that, I don't think <laughs> that doesn't right. make sense so yeah part to, three was five years later yeah right <laughs> um, yeah they have a great podcast too yeah because I started with the the last segment so I want to listen to the first one but yeah and they're all different too so it kind of flows obviously but they all had a little different twist to it yeah and then I think cool. I also listened to some of the uh, the best ASMR. <laughs> I was like, well, oh my God. And I was, I was driving home. So I like, 
and I listened to it for a little bit, and then for a second I was like, okay, I'm getting real hungry. I need to like turn this off. I was gonna say, how did it make you feel? Because there's so many different feelings that arise in people. Like for me, it's really um, uncomfortable. So like, I can't really listen to that stuff. It actually like messes me up. But um, other people find it like relaxing and soothing. Other people, <laughs> there's a whole other layer to that world, which is a little interesting Um, it's a little kinky i'm sure yes it is and then other people the reason they even started the podcast was i send voice texts like not voice to text but actual voice text yeah and people are like your voice is so soothing like i honestly just keep listening to your text message just to hear your voice because it relaxes me and so that's when it kind of started so i was like wait a minute i was like do i I have a soothing voice okay yeah yeah I agree. So when, the yeah. ASMR is just funny across the board. I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be hilarious." <laughs> right? Yeah. It was. It was. I don't know where I stand on the whole like ASMR thing in general. Like, I don't know how it makes me feel because I mean, I do follow an Instagram account where they're just eating ridiculous things <laughs> with like legit, you know, mic'd up and stuff, and it's weird. Yeah. But I can't watch the entire thing, so it's like in between. I can't say I like it, but I can't say I hate it. It's more yes. like more like a. Uh, Oh gosh, I can't wait to see what this sounds like. Yeah, uh, see mine's so. like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh god. Yeah, like, in the uh, in the show notes, I, I'll put your a whole bunch of links to your stuff and whatnot, so your podcast okay. will. I know it's on your site with all the other links, but sometimes Still. people just want it like right there. Kind of lazy. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Um, another you thing. Give let's them see. what they want. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, you just went with Nick on a tour, right? I did. That yeah, that was that was cool. And I basically um, <laughs> was like, "Ooh, let me do my workshops on the days off," because that was kind of like a big test to myself to say, "Yeah, like, are you really down to do this? Is this really really committed?" And it ended up working out great. Like that dynamic of getting to be around music, but then on days off, I got to like kind of be in my element which was pretty rad my new element of just like relaxation and mindfulness it was really cool nice and did you guys uh what was it like did you get like a van or yeah we had a van but luckily i know a bajillion people from tour world so it was like every night we had a place to stay which was yeah or we just got a hotel or there was like sometimes nights where these like really cool kids would just let us stay and we're like yeah That's, that's cool but we're barely sleeping, as you know. It's like if you're not in a bus, oh. you're like, oh, four hours, got to go drive eight hours. Yay. Right. So how did you, like, bring that into the – what did you – oh, you said – what word was it that you said? Uh, these little the classes or what did you call workshops. it? Workshops. There you go. So, like, yes. what are those on the, well, on the road, but also when you do them at, at home and whatnot, what are mm-hmm. they – are they all kind of the same concept or – So they're basically the same structure, but they don't have to be like, that's just the general structure, but, um, the topic is always different so that the whole point is that you could come to all three of mine this month and they would all be a different topic. So you'd be working through different things. And if it falls on a full moon or a new moon, I just incorporate a little facet of like a moon ceremonial release or intention setting. But other than that, it's pretty much the same structural idea from start to finish. Um, But it can also be adjusted to whatever the circumstances, if it was like a festival, like it's me just getting creative, almost like a teacher with curriculum and kind of just the overall theme of the workshop 
worked well for like an hour and a half. So I just got creative, but it doesn't have to be any way, which is awesome. So in the, uh, the podcast that you had with your friends, you mentioned something about how you're, you're kind of there to just kind of guide them in a direction, yes. but they, it's pretty much, it's up to them or the people there to, I can't exactly say how you said it. You said it obviously really well, but basically you're kind of just helping them and guiding them in a certain direction and pretty much giving them the tools to do everything else. So it's up to them. How does like, I guess that go into, I know, I know how I want to say it, but I don't know how to say it. Each class. So it's an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half to like two hours on average. So I guess, does that mean the goal is different for each person? Or is there like an overall class so the, goal? The whole point. So basically they're called Think Outside. That's just the whole brand. That's the mm -hmm. podcast. That's the workshops. That's just like my vision. Basically just the the roots of it. It just, I branded it and called it a name so that whether that becomes a book, a journal, a festival, whatever, it's just all under the same concept, which all comes from the same place where it's different things that I've learned and tried throughout my healing and growing process that have resonated with me. And I just wanted to share them with people. So basically I just kind of consider myself a space holder. So I almost create an experience that allows people to have a safe space to release and get vulnerable um, and go within, but then also connect with like-minded people. And then with that, okay. there's a sense of release and then deep human connection. And then at the end, there's, you know, some type of healing aspect. So I do a guided meditation. That's also where I can bring in another facilitator, like someone who does Reiki or energy work or, Interesting. Um, Maybe it's a sound bath or whatever, but it's a sound, basically a, a sound bath, which is those bowls, Whoa. like the crystal bowls and the Tibetan oh, bowls. Like, mm. I have a Tibetan bowl. Ooh, see? Yeah. Tino, see Tino gave it to me, actually. Oh, of course. When we I were overseas. That. Yeah. Oh, this, I love awesome. that. Those are really special to have. Oh, they're awesome. They're very, yeah, yeah they're soothing. It's crazy. They are. I know, but they'll it's, also it's some magic. So. <laughs> So, okay. So basically, you know, like you said, a space holder in a sense. So mm -hmm. it's like, if you're trying to get through something, I guess, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that on your own or like, even just with like your closest friends, sometimes you just need a place to go that you know that you're safe there and it's dedicated to put yourself out there and try and get through these feelings and whatever you're going through kind of in a mm -hmm. sense, right? Yeah. Cause essentially everyone in your life is a mirror of you. And they're meant to show you things about yourself that you need to address or things that you need to celebrate. And I think a space holder is just someone who's aware of energy and knows how to kind of step out of themselves and, um, you know, bring a positive energy and like hold a space for someone like even just mentally, emotionally, physically. And it's almost like when you have that good chat with your friend and they're just there, even just listening or just being around them, you just start opening mm -hmm. up and like all the right words come out and you're like, wow, I needed that. Like, and really they didn't do anything. It's just, they helped, they were there with the intention to just be there for you, which is, um, you know, that's a form of energy work because you're exchanging yeah. energy, but they're just helping you process by not even really doing anything. 
But yeah. these workshops, it's just helping people go within and take deep breaths and get vulnerable because, you know, you have to say your name and you have to share an I am affirmation. And I sometimes just make people hug in the room and I'm like, let's just push through this and let's all connect. And sometimes the act of hugging is really uncomfortable for people. And I'm aware of that. And I talk about that. So it's really just like when we were kids, we did all of this so seamlessly, but then something right. shifts in us and we think, oh God, I can't open up. I can't be vulnerable. I have to be this certain way. And we all put on all these masks. And for some reason, it's like, why do we do that? <laughs> and so my right. point yeah. is, uh, especially with the music industry, is to try to create this whole movement where it's a main part of helping remove the stigmas, or stigmas around mental health and spirituality and wellness all in one because I feel like that's what I had to focus on within myself to really start seeing a change because it's about your mindfulness your mindset really knowing who you are and what you want and need and paying attention to what actually makes you feel good and then also mm -hmm. putting that to action and taking care of your physical body and then also like embracing your mental health and and not ignoring that or being scared to talk about it yeah you gotta take take care of yourself that comes first. Mm -hmm. um, so going into the, in the same thing with these, uh, the think outside. Um, crap, what did you call it again? What's the name? Workshops. Workshop, damn it. <laughs> you got this. Um, You're going to never forget it after that. I know, right? Because um, I'm on your site right now, and I'm just looking at all the different things. And um, so it says Tulsa Think Outside. So full moon ceremony. How does that mm – -hmm. so you have the workshops that are just like – you know what during the day or something like that they're usually that evenings because i like it to be a place for people to wind down and just with work and stuff typically the average person you okay. know has all their stuff during the day so then i like it to be right okay like keep that energy and go home and sleep or take a bath or just like just feel good at the end of the night bath. yeah so okay i guess what i'm asking now is like because it says full moon full, geez full moon <laughs> cer yeah i know right full moon ceremony <laughs> And that's not meaning someone's just bending over bare ass. I mean, we're talking about the, the moon. Uh, I mean, who knows? That moon, I, I don't know. Maybe Nick will hey, do that. I don't know. You never uh, know. <laughs> um, but so how does the full, you know, the only thing I think about when full moon is I, I see all over the internet with, uh, you know, within this realm, but also, you know, you think werewolves and all that crap. But how does mm -hmm. the full moon and stuff within what you're doing translate to like having it being a different experience so all full moon ceremony practices are super ancestral and um they've been going on since ancient times um mm -hmm. basically humans have always honored the mute the moon okay both of us the moon and the stars um it was their guidance system and it still is but i think a lot of us forget to look up so yeah. um with the moon energy since the moon works you know it's it's energy it's pull on the earth and the push and pull of the earth like we don't realize how much that affects us even though it's so scientifically obvious how it affects the planet yeah but i feel like with full moon energy versus new moon it's different cycles of the moon so that means different things for the energy that it throws on the planet and then on people so with the full moon um there's typically like a fire ceremony of some kind which is all about letting go and releasing because mm. it's it's the end of a cycle and then um with that we basically write down things like i let go of pain in my body or i let go of toxic relationships 
or um, I let go, but no longer serves me, whatever it is that you want. Yeah. Or if it's something so specific, like I let go of the job that I don't want and then you burn it in the fire. And it's this really beautiful thing of just like really practicing detachment and letting go. So it's the same workshop style, mm-hmm. but there's an extra 30 minutes within it where we do the burning and releasing. And oh, okay. then for the new moon, I've only done one or two. I've done two of those now. Um, you said, uh, new, sorry, new, new moon? Yes, which actually okay, happened okay. yesterday. Really? So, um, oh, shit. <laughs> I know. So the new I had no idea. About, yeah, see, I'm going to have to start <laughs> telling you all about it. I know, right? So uh. the new moon is all about new beginnings. So it's like setting intentions and call, like for the next 30 days, essentially the next cycle of the moon is what you want to bring in, like realizing what you haven't maybe um, faced or what you haven't really worked on manifesting or put into action. So that's where we plant seeds or do some form of like art project or creation um, and it's really fun. It's really cool. It does sound fun. And I've seen some of the the photos, if not videos of some of these that you've done. And it seems that you're, you're getting a pretty good turnout. Yeah. It's amazing. Like even on the tour, sometimes I only had four days to promote and I was still also on the road. So it was crazy yeah. like not having service or whatever. And just beginning, like people didn't even know my name. And like, sometimes I'm doing them at venues where they don't offer promotion as well. You're just renting the space. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do, like it's already a yoga studio or Pilates or even did it at a tattoo shop, a cute hair salon that oh, cool. already has like crystals and, you know, so I'm very particular with like the right vibe, but it doesn't have to be, it could be an office space, a backyard, it could be a random ass apartment. So um, basically around on average, I found that if I didn't even promote really, there's, mm-hmm. and I only have a few days, about five people come and then it's been up to 50 nice. Um, and so I have to keep it around 50 for it to stay within the hour and a half to two hours, just cause there's a lot of partnering up and sharing and that alone adds more time. And every person gets individually saged, which is like clearing their energy with those sage sticks, you know, and, and Palo Santo, it's like the smoke. So that yeah. takes some time if there's 50 people. So, um, yeah, I've noticed that like anywhere on average, I'd say 15 to 32 are the, the common, uh, number. Damn, that's awesome. I'm that's that's great. It's um, a dream come true. Right. Just before before I forget, you mentioned okay, Sage. Um, there was uh, something I was listening to. I forget where it was or who it was. And because I was I was you know born and raised Christian, and you think about um, relig- you know the religion of you know um, priests and whatnot. And mm-hmm. there was a an article. Where, you know, you've probably seen it in movies, the priests or whatnot's walking down the aisles with yes. that, the smoke or the sage mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And they're so believed because sage is in the uh, salvia family. Mm-hmm. And salvia is a very uh, hallucinogenic, I guess, you know, drug. And right. it's, they're all in the same family. So they were thinking that the basis of, you know, Christianity and whatnot is based off of people tripping and believing that certain things were God or Jesus because they were just really, really high. And I thought it was pretty funny. Obviously I'm butchering the heck out of it, but you know, that Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, it wasn't an apple. I guess it was something like a certain tree that's has hallucinogenic properties. And basically these Adam and Eve were just tripping balls. And then they saw the snake and hallucinated the entire 
God, Jesus, you know, all this crazy stuff. So you, you mentioned Sage and I was like that. It just well, yeah. I'll blow your mind here. This is obviously just my opinion, my personal <laughs> experience, and everyone's totally allowed to feel and believe whatever they want, which is what this whole planet and being a human it was supposed to be about, um, is getting excited about storytelling and hearing diversity. But um, through my own personal experience, I was born Catholic. We weren't super strict. I stopped going to CCD in fifth grade because I felt like I was being judged more there than anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um I always have been super spiritual, meaning like I knew I had heightened things that everyone actually has when they're born, but I noticed mine didn't seem to want to go away. Um, And with that being said, it's kind of funny that it's led me into this world because um, it does run heavily in my family and in my surroundings. But really, you're not wrong, because my thoughts on like psilocybin and plant medicines that I've done in ceremonious aspects, basically all it's doing is removing the veil that basically keeps us feeling sane in the lifestyle that we live. So I don't even think it's making people feel and misunderstand God. I think that God is the oneness and the the higher power within all of us and like the spiritual connection that we're supposed to all feel. And I think all plant medicine does is show us that it's supposed to show us that. So I think a lot of religion was based off this, the sharing and storytelling of those experiences. And I think people then misunderstood and thought that they were supposed to somehow honor that one person Hmm. who, who was, you know, they thought that person was that, but in reality, that person was meant to just show them, this is in you. Like you are yeah. this yourself. You just have to find that in your own way instead of trying to follow me and be obsessed with me. Like you are this as well. Like we are all this. And those plants are meant to show you that and show you all that you know and show you your ancestral roots and show you your true self. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that. And that's why spirituality is so um, powerful. And it's within all religion. I just think that having um being told that your religion is right or wrong is i think maybe where a little bit of the mistakes have happened and caused a lot of um uproar on the planet and in the world because it kind of creates segregation oh without a doubt yeah Yeah. really we're supposed to remember that we all came here as to be one exactly Um, that's essentially what I want the workshops to make people feel is that you come into a room of strangers. And if we were to all write down our exact story, it would be very, very different. But the things that we've all felt and believe in and, and the emotions we all feel on a day-to-day basis are all the same because we're right. all the same. Yeah. And Sometimes so, it's just a different name of what you believe in. That's just the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like tweaks. once you, once you let your walls fall, everyone around you, feels like they can see you and once they can see you they let you see them and it's this like beautiful experience like that's all and it like makes me cry a lot during the workshop when there's a moment where I watch these two people uncomfortably sit together and then before within just seconds sometimes they're crying and they're like I can't believe this like and you'll see them just open up and smile and laugh and it's just like what once scared you just minutes ago is now what's making you feel so alive. And it's just like such a beautiful thing to witness. That's amazing. That's, that's really cool. And I would imagine that if I were to, you know, witness that in person too, I would, I would get emotional as well. Cause that's a pretty beautiful thing. And it, and nowadays it takes a lot for people to release that. So 
that's yeah. that's pretty amazing that you you're able to have these people come and feel safe enough to do that. I know. It's amazing. I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that everything led to this because I've had right. to go through a lot to uh, get me here, but it all makes sense now. Exactly. Um, just because you mentioned, um, was it psilocybin? Yes. There's a, uh, on, shoot, I think it is on Netflix, if not Hulu. Uh, it's pretty interesting, and it does go, some of them have some going into, like, religious stuff and, and, and whatnot, but Hamilton's Pharmacopia. If you're oh, looking for, called? yeah, if you're looking for something good, Ooh, it's, okay. yeah, Ham, Hamilton's Pharmacopia. There's different ones where they talk about, you know, from PCP to mushrooms to, you know, he goes out to these crazy shamans and run down little hut towns and stuff like that and and, and whatnot. There's a lot of cool information. I don't, I've, I've never done any hallucinogenics before, but just going off because you mentioned the word psilocybin. So I was like, oh, wait. I heard that word just recently. <laughs> yeah, and it's helped my, um, I've done it quite a few times in the last two years. And it's been like really eye-opening for me. Oh, yeah. Do you, um, so you you said sage, but besides that, I mean, I say, I mean, that's a little bit different than like full-on tripping balls, of course. That's, you know, not even scratching the surface of that. But in any of your workshops, do you like, is there any sort of um, maybe homeopath, homeopathic drinks or remedies or medicine or something that you guys um, do? I don't or, facilitate that because you have to be fully trained to like really hold space because when you're opening up the veil collectively, okay. you have to um, be able to care for all of that yeah. to be released because if you're super open and vulnerable and someone's releasing like a deep inner child trauma or something that mm -hmm. can literally leave them and attach to you so basically a shaman is someone who's fully trained in like the highest forms of um of energy work so they hold the highest space and they can clear energy and move energy and they're just like extreme energy shifters mm -hmm. and protectors um so I don't facilitate anything like that, but I do think like holistically and homeopathically, just um, my, the roots of it all for me are still that ceremonious aspect of like community coming together and honoring the oneness of the group. And then like breath, cause like breath is obviously super powerful, like prana and oxygen, how it heals your body and yeah. gets energy moving. And then you know, activating like energy centers and like meditation. It just allows people to release. Um, and then the writing and like processing, it's, it's basically a ceremony in itself just without, um, anything that's like enhancing the experience even more. But yeah. I have sat in many different ceremonies like that, where I was receiving, um, plant medicine and it was like, so powerful. Like, that's why yeah. I felt like <laughs> everything led up to this, you know? Damn. So what, like, so have you done work with a, a shaman, like even just like one-on-one? Yes. -on -one? Damn. Yeah, I, um, I've sat in ayahuasca ceremonies. I've done Shit, that stuff's done, insane, I heard. It's amazing. I've done a combo, which is the, Amaz there's secretion of the Amazonian frog. 
and it's just oh, a purgative. I know it's just a purgative, not a hallucinogenic. So it's more about like if people have been on opiates or you've had addictions or some people have parasites and they don't even know or they have ailments. It basically is an extreme purgative that the Amazonian warriors use um, to get your immunity up by like a crazy percent. It heightens your immunity in all of your senses so that they take that before they go to hunt in the um, Amazon because yeah. um, it also can like people if you sit with a shaman and they say like if you do it for three days under their eye and they work with you like people have completely rid themselves of opiate addictions and alcoholism and yeah it's really powerful it's amazing like sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it's crazy how there's so much out there that's such ancient practices that a lot of people don't know about and yet they're shoving you know pharmaceuticals down people's throat because that's how they make money exactly well, I, you know, I think it's like if it grows in the ground, it's probably all right. Exactly. <laughs> Except and a lot for, of the yeah. pharmaceuticals come from plants. They just, you Tweak know, it make like it a crazy. different way. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think you'll ever incorporate like a, a shaman in maybe more of a tight-knit cla- uh, workshop? Yeah, there you go. I, got I mean, it. I would be honored if a shaman felt, you know, that I could. I was ready to do any type of offering. Like maybe it's a workshop um, before people sit. And then at the end of the two days, because usually it's around yeah. two days that you do ayahuasca. Yeah. So I think it'd be really beautiful to do an opening workshop um, and then a closing. I think that's where I would feel comfortable because then I could even sit or just be there to to help with anything. But I mean, yeah. that would be an honor. Like I want to do that. I'm actually going to be doing retreats this year. Um, I was literally... I just gonna say that would be a great retreat (laughs) right I know yeah I think I think it's gonna be really cool that's like a big vision of mine is retreats and festivals and activations and like really including all my realms of like the music industry and helping people and yeah yeah definitely just kind of take it kind of bigger and Mm -hmm. make the audience a little bit more broad and and open it up to, to more people who like myself like I don't know much about it you know, obviously it's a, a time thing that I would never, I don't really know when I would be able to fit it in, but it's like learning all of this stuff. It's, you know, it's making me want to come and, and do one of these sometimes. So I'll have to, I I'll, love that. I'd have to hit I'd you up. I'd love to have you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm doing them everywhere. So I have like one in Tulsa and then I have two in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and then one in Missouri all next month. So and you post about the, I mean, obviously on your site, you have the link here, but I'm assuming you post them on your socials and whatnot, right? Yes. Cool. And then the venues post it too, which is nice. nice. Very and cool. I'll have, I think, three more. And then I'm doing a festival in May and a little uh, event in March at UCLA. So it's like really just coming together. I'm very oh, cool. excited. What's the... Yeah, what's the uh, the festival? Are you able to say yet? Or? Yeah, um, so it's called 320 Fest, and it's actually Kevin uh-huh. Lyman and um, uh, Chester from Lincoln Park's wife. They're oh, that's awesome. putting on like a mental health-focused wellness music day of healing and like family-friendly. It's going to be at Nokia Live on May 9th. So, oh, so that's, that's um, a big big for you then. That's, that's great. Yeah. That'll be yeah, amazing. Yeah, I wanted to be a part of it at any at any cost. And um, Kevin had me come to his class at UCLA because he's a professor. I don't know if it really, that, I know. but um, I thought I was going to just sit in the back of the class and observe just as like an honor to be there because mm-hmm. he's been like dad to all of us, even if I yeah. wasn't close with him. 
and he had me speak and I was like, Oh, here we go. And then he's like, so what can we offer Brit guys? And the whole class was based around helping him create this festival. Like the kids are actually helping build it with him. And so then they said, you know, that in any way that I can, I could help. And so who knows, I'm kind of just rolling with that. It's still being pieced together, but, um, just the fact that people are seeing my vision and really feeling what I'm putting out there even if they haven't attended a workshop, they just like understand yeah. that my intentions are pure. And basically I've always been aside artists and people of like mass uh, power because I felt like I always saw them for who they really are. And I just wanted to love them. And I think it all made sense now um, yeah. that I get to do that on an even grander scale. Definitely. Um, I just, just I have a few notes that I wrote written down. Um, I wanted to ask you about, and I hope I say this correctly. Is it tar- tarot cards? Yes. Because yeah. I, I think I because it has a T at the end, right? I think I mean people say it two different ways, so it's really just preference. It's like okay. tarot or tarot. Okay, because I had tarot or with the T at the end, and um, I wasn't sure, so I was like whatever but um what i guess the only time i see tarot cards is within like a demonic sense when i when you know when you watch like a horror movie you know do you mind like kind of because i'm sure there's there's the light side to it but i i've always seen it in a negative context so like do you mind like kind of you know you can give me the short version the long version whatever yeah. you know just whatever i don't, I don't know i just want to know what they really are and I think a lot of um, movies, whether it's about love, family, um, magic, it always is theatrical. So they want to create a sense of fear, excitement, Mm -hmm. unrelatable, so that people want to watch it. Because if we're watching all the things that we already know, why would we watch it, right? So it's even like the media and the news where it's like they're only showing you the scary stuff that you don't necessarily see when you walk outside your door because they know that that's going to create some sense of fear and urgency and some form exactly. of uh, manipulation. So I think in the media, whatever you're going to see is like maybe the most extreme version. So obviously like witches and paganism and herbalism and plant medicine and things like that really existed, which is why people would burn these people at the stake because there's a sense of magic to it because they don't understand it. Yeah. So um, people always want to assume there's darkness around things they don't understand. So I think with tarot, that was just one form I like to tell people that for me, it's not even about the cards. Like the power isn't in anything that you could have a rock that you pick up off the ground and say, it's your magical rock. And whenever you hold it, all your greatest wishes come true, or it could be the most charged up crystal and the same thing happens, or you just have a rock and it doesn't mean anything to you. So it's not necessarily the rock. It's that you're putting your energy into it and it's your belief Hmm. system that this is your special rock. So that makes it a totem. So that's like what a totem is. It's just something that's a manifested form of your personal magic and your your charged up energy into something physical, either for you to really believe in it or for it to actually um, help facilitate whatever you're doing. So I feel like with a tarot card, it's just a card, just like money. It's just a piece of paper, but we give mm-hmm. it power. So then the money creates fear, excitement energy we the money itself is just a form of energy because we keep believing in it so if we didn't believe in money it would just be a piece of paper still get to be a tree 
So I think with tarot, it's the same thing. All it is is that I use this manifested form that people feel comfortable believing in. But really, when I sit down and have a tarot reading with someone, it's everything they already know. I'm not a psychic, like I'm not like a fortune teller. Um, I just know how to intuitively open up so that I can be a channel from the universe right back to them from all the things that I know that they need to hear to continue to follow their internal guidance system. But in order for them to potentially believe it and be the kick in the ass they need, they Mm -hmm. want to see the magic. So they want to see it written in the cards, just like people want to see a shooting star, you know? So I guess, um, you know, you, you have the deck and you pull the cards. Is there like a specific amount that you have to pull each time or? Um, it depends. Like sometimes there's certain spreads you can follow, like the Celtic cross. And that's like the you right now, what, um, helps or hinders you, your near future, your near past. But I kind of created my own like rhythm. I have like a whole experience now cause I've been doing oh, it cool. for five or seven years, but I've been taking clients for like four years or five years. So I kind of created my own like Brittany version where it's like oh, that's cool. breath and we meditate and I kind of do a intuitive reading on you before you even get on the FaceTime or in front of me. And that's where I really get like the most important messages. And then we do a chakra clearing, which I have my crystals lined up and we go through and I let, I have like a pendulum and that basically tells me this is blocked. This is open. This is overactive, underactive. And we clear your chakras, which are your energy centers. And we do, I am affirmations. And then I go through a series of polls and um, it's usually within an hour and a half but some people specifically request a certain spread, but most people that I end up doing readings for just really want me to intuitively flow with it. They don't really have any expectations. Cause if they're like, am I going to have a baby? I don't, I don't do that. Like, I don't, gonna, I don't <laughs> yeah. call on most people. Cause I'm like, I'm sorry, I believe in free will. And I don't think that's healthy to have someone tell you how your life will go because then you'll yeah. manifest it. Like if I told you like you're going to find a hundred dollar bill in four days, you're oh, gonna I'm going to find that $100 bill. Yeah, because you know why? The, the next four days, you're going to only be looking everywhere and you're going to manifest. Yeah. So it's almost like if you were to tell someone that in a dark way, like, oh, I don't want to say anything, yeah. but like, think about it. They're going to be like, is it that person? Is it that person? Is yeah. it that? They're going to be fixated and, on that. Yeah, and sure. they have fear and then they want to keep coming back to you. So it's like a money scam. So people used to do that back in the day when they would just travel through cities because they wanted money. They were essentially like some gypsies were just money hungry and they wanted to create a sense of like fortune telling because like they just just leave. No one knows. And it's just kind of like it's kind of a misuse of power because everyone's powerful. And it's kind of wrong if you try to tell someone you have something they don't have. What I try to do is activate the remembrance of each person's own power. Cause I think everyone's really powerful and special. They just are programmed to think they're not. Interesting. Um, so, and then, so going off of what I was saying about, you know, how, how many cards you pull or, or whatnot, um, cause there's a very large variety of different cards. So I guess going of what you were mentioning a little bit, say you pull a certain card, um, what like I don't know. What's the most common card that you see the most? Really depends because there's oracle decks, there's traditional tarot. Okay. I have like fourteen decks, and some of them have forty okay. to sixty-five cards. So it really just depends. I mean, you could pull 
for someone for hours and never pick the same card. Um, so, because it's intuitively like when I put my hands over the card, mm-hmm. um, it gets hot in the center of my palm when it's the right card, which I figured out over time. Um, and like before that, I just kind of was like, that's the card. And I just knew. So really yeah. just over time, you start to memorize what the colors mean, what the numbers represent on the card, because there's numerology and like every color and number means something. And so you realize that the card's imagery itself is specifically placed in a certain way. Like if their one foot is to the left and the other foot's behind it, it means they're ready to take a leap. They're ready to move forward. Um, they're excited, but if they're planted and sitting in a throne, it means they've pretty much done all the work. And at this point, they're not seeking. They're older and wiser, and they know that everything is already there. And they kind of wait and they sit ready and prepared, but they're not really the the soldiers anymore, kind of thing. So every card tells a story. The tarot deck is the traditional tarot is just a whole story from start to finish. Um, hmm. And then the oracle cards are more like a butterfly and the cheetah if it's like animal spirit just depends on the card's theme so um it's more like imagery and like guidance but those still have numbers and meaning too so it really that's why you can have like 100 decks and they're all different wow so i guess when you pull a card or whatnot and you know you're sitting across from someone and you probably give them like you just kind of gave me a description um you kind of tell them what the card means, but then it's up to them to also kind of interpret it their own way, going off of what you told them. So I kind of read the energy of the person. Like if I started feeling a certain connection to you and your Mm -hmm. intuition, the more you intuitively open up to me, the more I can feel what you're wondering and what you're feeling. And then that's what guides me to the card. So if I see a tower card, you know, for some people that could mean, um, you know, that, their home is going to have, they're going to like something with their home and displacement. Other people, it might mean that their relationship isn't serving them or their career needs to shift. And so um, it's kind of just intuitive. So I just explain to them what I'm intuitively feeling. And then I read what the card means and and send a picture to them so they can really like digest it. Because sometimes people will say, oh my God, I didn't even realize, but my neighbors, (laughs) you know, my neighbor just mentioned that to me yesterday and I didn't even put that together. So they start to see synchronicities and um, things beyond themselves. Very interesting. And then you also mentioned, uh, so this is a big one for me. um, I mean, tarot cards, you know, I loosely kind of knew, obviously you kind of explained it more, which is great, but the crystals, Mm -hmm. I, I have, I'm just, I have no idea what like, (laughs) You know, I see them all over the place, you know, um, what, like, yeah, what are they? I mean, I know they're crystals, but Uh I'm sure there's many different kinds, but how does like, how does the idea work? Like, how would you explain crystals to someone that's like, like, nah, that's, you're like, that's bullshit or something, you know? Well, again, everything only has power if you believe it does. So um, some people may just not resonate, and that's totally okay. But I do think that um, the crystal kingdom, and if you, like, believe in Atlantis or Lumeria, which are, like, these ancient um, civilizations that people Mm -hmm. think are just fake, but I really believe that that's where they created and um, harnessed 
crystals and energy to the fullest. So basically these minerals and the earth create these crystals. And so obviously they're from the earth. So it's almost like a part of them was alive or charged up and they have like certain, I mean, if they have more copper in them or they have, um, you know, more metals or it's like of a more translucent, almost water-like if you broke it down kind of thing. Um, it carries a different energy. So like lava rock is very clearing and, uh, like warm in terms of energy, yet a clear quartz is nearly see-through. So it's almost the closest to just being light. So it's more absorbent. So if you have a black tourmaline that you can't see through, it repels light. So that means it's going to protect you. So it's a protective stone. So like they all harness different, like, energies naturally but again they have to be worked with so if you just have crystals sitting around and you don't charge them up you don't um, clear them you don't work with them or give them intentions then it's just this rock that's sitting there so it's more like you have to work with it and feel a connection and um, create a sense of purpose with that crystal and so some of my crystals I've had for eight years and they've traveled with me and you know, other crystals I get and then I'm kind of like, well, I love you, but I don't really resonate too much. <laughs> yeah. So it really just depends. I mean, it's, it can be really powerful. Even just, if you're aware of energy and feel energy, they all have it and you can tell what they need. Like you can tell when they need to be cleared, which you can do with like moonlight and sage. Some mm. can't go in the water, but some can. So you can do like salt baths for the crystals because they absorb energy just like anything else. So Interesting. It's really, it's really cool. So, uh, just for an example, like when you do crystals for just like just for yourself, not talking about like in your workshops or anything, just for personal use. Um, maybe just think about like the one you use the most or something. What do you like? How do you use it? I know you charge it up like the sun or however you need mm-hmm. to do it. But when you're using it, are you just holding it in your hand and and saying something or like nothing or you you know put it under your pillow and you sleep. i have no idea like how do you use it like you can't do that some crystals enhance insane lucid dreams um some are amplifiers some clear space so you can put like selenite all around your doorways so that whenever you enter and leave a space it clears you um <laughs> And then like rose quartz, it's very loving. It tends to make a lot of people emotional. It's like your heart center. You can just line them up on the body. You can, you know, put some on like your third eye and meditate. You can just hold them in your hand. You can have them in your pocket. Some like women put them in their bra because there's some that apparently will help you with, you know, um, cancers and like elimination of, like I have some that protect you from EMF, which is like the negative effects of, um, the waves and things that come from your phones and your modems and just like some help with like free radicals and toxins, just like a Himalayan salt lamp is it's yeah. proven to help with certain things because it's a mineral. So um, it really depends what your incentive is. Like you can really sit there and just meditate and kind of ask the crystal what it wants and just connect with the crystal or ask it to help you. Like I had a friend who was fighting cancer and he just lined his body with crystals and put headphones on and didn't let the doctors tell him what was wrong with him. He just let the crystals heal him and gave himself this like higher energy and he beat cancer and he's been cancer free ever since. So it's kind of like, again, whatever your totem is to work with, 
you give it that belief and that power that it's there to help you and it will. And like, there's a story too about this guy with his lucky rock or something. He just like found this rock on the ground and called it his lucky rock and put it in his pocket. And whenever he felt it and touched it, he made a wish and like started realizing that all of his wishes were coming true. So he started telling people about these lucky rocks and spreading the word <laughs> and it started happening for everybody else. But really all it did was make him in random moments pause and think something positive. So he didn't need the rock. It's just the rock was a reminder and the rock was the incentive. So it's not about the rock, it, but it is, you know? So he, well, yeah. he allowed that rock to be what allows him to take time for himself. And in like, if you, if you thought every day, like to do that, that's when you shift your energy and whatever you focus on, you, you see. So all he was doing was focusing on manifesting his highest goals and wishes. And because the rock constantly reminded him, he just reminded himself. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, I think I've heard that story before the, the guy with the rock. So mm-hmm. it was nice to bring that up again. Cause that was, I was like trying to look it up real quick, but I just, you know, there's so many stories, but that's great. Um, interesting. So I guess meant to be fun. I think that's what people forget is it's life supposed to be fun. It's all meant to be fun. Nothing can take away your power or give you power unless you let it. And like you're your greatest source of energy and power and healing and happiness and everything else is just extra, but it can totally help you in the process if you really believe it. Um, so for people that are, you know, on the fence of wanting to try this stuff, you know, like, for example, we'll just talk about the crystals still. Um, is there like a, a place that you can go online and buy certain crystals or do you like need to go to a shop? Like what's the best, I guess, method for people that don't know, like myself, you know, wouldn't know where the like I would probably just go online. Or is that kind of like feeding into like the weird fad of, you know, does it change anything about that? Or what's funny about the fad is that really it's just becoming trendy because everybody's shifting up and people are starting to really believe in it. Like the fact that crystals are in urban outfitters. I'm like, right. It's great. Like, let that be a trend because it's showing that people are starting to resonate with their higher self. And there's like a shift in consciousness, whether they realize it or not. Mm hmm which happened a long time ago, which is what was going on in Egypt. Like we've had many heightened collective consciousness with energy and, you know, they believe that there was even Wi-Fi back then. So it's like, we've done this before. This is what happens every time. And that's all we keep coming back to do to perfect and learn and make mistakes and try to fix it and shift the consciousness. So I also think though, if you really want to understand crystals, um, make sure that you're educated on where the crystal sourced from. Cause sometimes not only are they man-made and fake, like they'll make fake citrine by heating mm-hmm. up okay. certain crystals to make them look yellow. But there's also just like, you know, blood diamonds and like darkness that goes around like non-sustainably sourced for the environment and just for slavery and people living in not the best circumstances, but gather these crystals or whatever that then makes them have a negative energy just like food if you're eating food from a beautiful farm versus a factory farm the energy of that's very different yeah um, okay. so i think doing your research and always being sure 
of why you're buying something, what its use is, what its purpose is, and where it's really, really coming from, I think is important on many levels. And there's also amazing gem shows and massive wow. uh, gatherings in like Arizona where there's like the cheapest prices where they bring in like them off 18 wheelers and you can buy <laughs> like crystals yeah. the size of a house. And then you can also, then people will also chip them and chisel them and um yeah there's there's all kinds of places i always believed that like you know paying attention to the types of people that are selling it what the, the vibe feels like um if they're educated on them or if it feels more commercial you can kind of know you'll feel it it's interesting and that helps you read the energy of it you're starting to like use your intuition of like well this is like the ones i see in the mall i just oh, yeah. i'm like yeah you know, okay the Makes energy sense. of the mall isn't that great. It's consumerism and greed it's and stuffy, stress and fear. Yeah, yeah. So like the crystals are taking all that in. So it's going to just be extra work. It's like, it's like, you know, you're going to have to put in a little extra work to take care of that crystal. So if you're new yeah. at it, maybe don't go there. Okay. And then, so if maybe crystals is too much of a leap for someone that can't wrap their head around it, well, maybe would you like what, is something that is just as good that you can recommend like doing like meditation. Oh yeah. Meditation's great. And like figuring out what meditative state, because you can find meditation within doing dishes. You can find meditation within making music, uh, traveling, yeah. driving. A lot of people misunderstand that they think meditation only means sitting down and, and uh, being quiet. I think that's a form of meditation, just like there's mm -hmm. many types of yoga not all yoga is sun salutations. It's just laying and breathing. And um, I think just realizing all it is is getting your nervous system calm and opening up your mind to just be the observer of everything and not be in control. I think that's the healthiest way and it helps you yeah. so much. So yeah. I think mindfulness yeah. practices are what I'm trying to show people the most is like realistic yeah, action. Yeah, because I think, you know, sometimes the, the tarot cards and, and crystals and and full moon things, they might be, you know, too much or kind of uh, scary for, you know, someone. So mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, they're maybe just not ready for it or they just, you know, whether they don't believe in that certain thing, that's up to them. But, you know, meditation is a little bit different because it's more of just calming yourself. Yeah, and whatever you've got to do to get back to yourself is essentially all it is. Some people go to these full moon ceremonies because it's the only time they have quiet. Just like yeah. some people go to concerts or whatever because it's the only time they have away from their family situation or something. So it's kind of like whatever feeds your soul is a sense of um, healing and, and positivity. Yeah. But I think there's so many layers to it just ancestrally that certain people are gravitated to in this lifetime of like, whoa, like not long ago, we were all in tribes, you know, like it, it's not right. that long ago at all. Yeah. No, um, not long ago at all. And so I think reconnecting with that sense of community, whether that's an art painting class or writer's camp or ayahuasca, like whatever you're called to, whatever so, really okay. makes you happy. Yeah. is like very important. And that's why these workshops, I try to do them in tattoo shops in hair salons yeah, at office okay. spaces as well as at retreats during ceremonies and because there's a time and place for everybody you don't have to be exactly i almost started to conform a certain way and think i had to be a certain way in order to be worthy of 
of these things and these practices. But I realized the more I wear my band tee and my ripped jeans to these things, it shows people that's who I am. Right. You don't exactly. have to wear linens and live on a, you know, <laughs> right. You don't have the stereotypical cult yeah, leader you look. also could be doing and wearing whatever you want. And like, but that's there. you. And yeah. that's, if that's you, that's you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all like for everyone. Exactly. Um, so obviously you know, what you were just saying, meditation could come in many different forms, just depending on who you are. Like, you know, it could be doing the dishes to running to whatever, but say it's someone who just wants to sit for, you know, sit down for 10, 15 minutes or, or longer and maybe listen to some certain music or a, uh, what's the word, like a vocal track or something. Do you have any, rec- like, well, one, do you have anything that you make or do you recommend anything that maybe you listen to or have friends that listen to it just in case maybe these people don't even know what to look up? Oh, yeah, I have a lot. So my podcast, um, the Think Outside podcast does have a meditation. It has I am affirmations and it has daily deep breaths so far. It's still really new. My podcast started in October. And like I said, I don't have like a regiment schedule. It's just kind of like whenever I can. And yeah. so there's those things on there because I felt those were the most important for people to always have access to. But what I listen to is um, I have an app on my phone. Um, that has like binaural beats, which are like different waves and sounds. And then I have, um, what is it called? A meditation app. I'm scared to open, close Skype. So I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to know, but maybe just after, um, uh, yes. just send me a couple, cause I'm going to put links. So there's something called Headspace, which is really good. And Ooh, then obviously podcasts. Yeah. Like different podcasts you can type in like I am affirmations or anxiety relief on YouTube or there's podcasts just for these things. And then there's like tons of apps. Like there's just so much out there. Um, It's just kind of digging because some voices I don't resonate. Like the meditation will be great, but I don't love the voice. But then there's some where I love the voice, but the meditation I'm kind of like, so I think you just have to find your people. Like there's this fun guy on YouTube named Jason Stevenson. Mm -hmm. And I just love his voice. Like it's so calming and relaxing. And he has like hypnosis guided sleep meditations. And honestly, sometimes when I was traveling like crazy with one of my last jobs, I would only be able to get like three hours of sleep. And then we'd have to be at LAX and then this, that. And so I would put him on and I'd I'd feel like I got like eight hours of sleep. And it was just because I went into like a deep sleep hypnosis. But some people might hear his voice and be like, nope. No, yeah. So it's really just like doing your research. But some people don't want guided meditation. They just want, you know, certain sounds and tones. And there's tons of playlists on Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, everything. It's just a plethora. There's so much. Yeah. You can do your own too, like toning, just like doing like your own tones, like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because okay. that like moves the energy in your body. It literally creates vibrations and mm. we're mostly water. So it's essentially just like the sound bath in your Tibetan bowl. All that's doing. Those Tibetan bowls energy. are awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. It's the best. Cause like certain frequencies heal certain parts of the body. So it's like, holy crap, double whammy. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, uh, that, cool. that, that headspace app, I, I had it for a little bit, but I think when I got a new phone or something, I just, didn't download it again but that i had that for a little bit and that was awesome it was really cool and i'm not 
huge, you know, into it. Just some days, you know, you, you're like, Oh my goodness. I, I would, you know, pop it on sometimes or before sleep, but it was pretty, it was pretty good. I, I, I liked it. I love that. Do you usually do meditations before no, bed or when you wake up? I don't up? do anything. <laughs> you do you have like a morning ritual? Uh, yeah, I wake up and I take pre-workout and I go to the gym. <laughs> see, that's good though. As as you, it makes you feel good and it actually like makes your day feel great. That's your morning ritual. I think morning rituals are super important. Um, I do think one thing that I've been really practicing that I keep hearing across the board is like, what I do now is I open my eyes and I used to have to just check my phone immediately for work. But now I like wake up and I just breathe and I'm just like, oh, thank you. Like I just literally I'm like, I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful for my body. And I just think of different things and like slowly wake up. Mm-hmm. And then I do um, as, as much as I can. It's It comes in waves. Um, and I've been really committing to it again is, is putting my headphones on and just breathing or listening to a quick, even five minute meditation just to like lift my energy and get me out of that like sleep state. And then I do my daily journaling where I say three things I'm grateful for an affirmation and an intention for the day. And then I do my daily deep breaths online. And so I share my journal and share my breath. I was going to say, yeah, I've been seeing you post those. Yeah, I've been doing that for like a year now. Um, Or no, sorry, since like Oh, yeah, maybe a year. Weird. Like June. Um, <laughs> not a year, but close, you know. Close. And we'll, so call it. we'll call it a year. <laughs> it's just really helped me because I have like a really active nervous system and hyperactive nervous system. So like I've had severe anxiety and like depression and panic attacks and stuff just because naturally I'll just wake up that way. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. So I've had to use those, do those things. And then I love getting a workout in after to like move stuff. But that's why yours is perfect. If that's your morning ritual, I think that's great. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just whatever works for you, you personally. And maybe uh, maybe I'll try and uh, add some more breathing stuff. I do focus on my breathing, especially when I'm working out. Or I like to go to in the sauna, you know, breathing yes. in through my nose. I think it's like seven seconds in, seven seconds out that I like mm-hmm. to do. Um, mm-hmm. And this is all coming from, I mean, it could translate very well into what you're talking about and everything, but from a fitness standpoint, which is why I pretty much do anything, <laughs> um, it's more for, well, to get your, it's called VO2 max, which is just your breathing pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, it's just to get that so you can work harder without having to breathe as heavy. So exactly. I am in a way, mainly what I'm doing in the sauna is when I'm breathing in, you know, more controlled breathing, but it it does help. It's calm all you the down. same. I mean, it's just yeah. connecting your mind and body, which I think is however you got to do that is great. Yeah. And I do think the one thing across the board that helps everyone is at least taking five to ten minutes from waking up to before you take any other people's energy and meaning. Don't check your phone, even though it's tempting. Just like don't I even yeah. take anything in until you've like had time for yourself, no matter how long it is. Yeah, I definitely try and do that. I mean, obviously, I'll, okay, I mean, I like to put some music on, you know, when yeah. I wake up. So about, you know, I have my phone and I put music on and then I try my hardest to not open anything until like after yep. the gym. But sometimes, you know, I try. I, <laughs> That's all you can do. Some weeks I'm like, holy crap, I haven't gotten to meditate and I feel crazy and haven't gotten to work out. But it's just life. You just got to like also know that it's not always going to go your way and. 
you know, it's still up to you to feel great no matter what's happening. Have or you not feel great and let that be okay right. too? Yeah. Um, have you ever tried to, and if you have what I'm about to say, if you've already done it, then whatever, but, um, your workshops, have you ever done like a, like maybe on your website for people who can't make it, whether they're, you know, within the same state or, you know, across the country, have you thought of doing like a live stream where they can kind of, in a sense, join, but from the comfort of wherever they might be? I've actually thought of that or like offering recorded versions of what we'll be going through, like, um, like a better quality, like audio and like me just in front yeah. of the camera, just kind of like doing this month's like major workshop so that people can, can, uh, follow the workshop on their own, like a buy-in or some kind of something. Something. Yeah. About it. I it should need to like get the logistics of it because well, yeah, of course, yeah. Right. That's like the, you you have everything else all all red already wow all red all, all ready red. to go all red uh, <laughs> you have all that other stuff covered but I just the getting the the film part set up the yeah. mics and the, the the back end logistics and all that and that's just that's the more annoying part <laughs> I know it's it's interesting because I'm like how you know like streaming and there's so many layers to it. Right. Um, yeah. That are important too. It's just figuring out like how, like a membership, some form of membership. Like I did a Patreon, but it, it's it's hard to convince people to go to so many different places. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm like who knows? We'll, well see. I know it's coming. It all well, will just keep yeah. working out. Well, you're surrounded by so many amazing friends. You know, down. You're sweet. Uh, where in Southern California are you about? I'm right in Hollywood right now. Right in Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, psh. you're a, yeah, you could just, th th you could throw a penny across the street and hit someone <laughs> who probably already has a YouTube channel that they're making six figures on. Um, Seriously. I, yeah, that'd be a great idea. I would for sure jump in on one of those and watch that because obviously it's a little harder for me to just fly down for, well, maybe I'll have to do that sometime. I would love just that. Just fly down. But if not, I mean, that'd be a cool idea. Like, say you get someone all the way across the country or, or something, like, mm -hmm. tune, tuning in, and then once your live stream is done, then it goes up for, like, a purchased video right. or something or or something, or a membership where they get invited to the the live stream, but then they get, like, a discounted for, I don't know. Anyways. Oh, just yeah, a, see, that's the thing. Cool. My brain's thought about it, but I'm still trying to figure out the perfect um, way to go about it. Right, it's like got to be done correctly, or else it's kind of like confusing. Yeah, different, so many different avenues. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, is it an Instagram TV, and it just is there because that, like, will just get people more involved and understand yeah. the brand, or because it's hard sometimes. Because you know, if it's a business, you want to be able to create abundance, but also sometimes it's okay to have things be just out there because then oh, you're, when your whole goal is to help people. And yeah build the brand if they're like wow i've been doing these every month like now i know when she comes to blah 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 i definitely want to go in person so i've teetered with that i've really mm -hmm. been open to it but i just got that new iphone and it's basically like the best camera in the world oh, so I'm, I'm jealous like, it's so nice so i might like, just maybe yeah. get the next one or whatever yeah <laughs> so i'm like you know i could probably even film something cool on there because i think i want it to still be raw and real and yeah, and just like you're sitting with me, it doesn't need to be this whole production, or else it's no, kind of like no, yeah, defeating the purpose. Simple. 
Mm-hmm. So. And half the time, people's eyes will be closed meditating or like right. journaling. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Almost cool. like a um, almost like creating a master class. Yeah. There you go. That'd be really Some cool. Master class workshop, online workshop stuff. We're manifesting. We're manifesting that. Yeah. Um, I have one last thing. I mean, just that I have written down. Um, Because I was curious, I was listening to that same podcast with you and your friends. And you were talking about shadows. And does Mm -hmm. that have that's your what like your past life? Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. To an extent, it can be a mixture of things. But it's like your shadow self. So like you have like, you know how you have your sun sign, which is like your horoscope. Like everyone's like, what sign are you? That's typically your sun sign. And then you have your moon sign, which is basically the side of you that you feel you keep hidden um, Hmm. until you're really close with someone. So that might be your anxieties or your OCD or your, um, even if you're shy, that might actually be your funny side that you let out when you're really vulnerable and close with someone. So it's like the stuff yeah. you tuck under the rug or you don't really shine the light uh. on or it comes out in the dark kind of thing. So that's essentially also your shadow is um, the parts of you that you feel aren't good. So the parts that you judge as kind of heavy or dark or like, you know, um, I'm in, th- I'm so empathetic. I feel everything. So like, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't really seem to be happy, blah, blah, blah. So it's like all these things that you have to work through that are like your shadow, but really they're your power because I actually did a workshop on this where it's like in order for light to exist, darkness scientifically has to exist. So when you can learn to work with the light and balance, that's why earth is so perfectly balanced and like suitable for life is that the sun and the earth, coexist they're not really like there's been you know myths and things that they're constantly battling each other but really they've had to agree that okay well you exist here and i exist here and we we need each other actually so it's almost like when you start honoring and understanding your shadow instead of tucking it down and being like i'm not dealing with that yeah okay i was just gonna say embrace it embrace your shadows uh-huh and get to know okay. them like they say like get to know your demons like take your demons out for tea like okay hey <laughs> I, I noticed yeah. you've been coming up a lot like what do you want what's up and then half yeah. the time just acknowledging them makes it disappear interesting because mm-hmm. if you're like oh i know that i feel anger when i don't feel seen or when i ask someone you know something and they're not honest it brings out this certain heaviness in me but that's really probably because something from your childhood or even like a past life or just an experience that made you feel not worthy in the past so it stirs up that feeling um so once you can understand the root of it and get to know it it's easier to know the opposite too like oops i'm feeling this so what around me has happened to stir that or vice versa so it's just like really just getting to know yourself instead of being like oh i hate that about me yeah when i get like that and it's like no you don't like why are you like that why are you trying to see it from a different angle or perspective like if your best friend was coming to you would you seriously want to be like you're so stupid and like you're so annoying when you do that like it would be like well no listen like i get why you're feeling that way like talking to yourself like that Mm -hmm. okay interesting cool yeah i didn't know that really i mean Within the context of the podcast that you were mentioning it, I had somewhat of an idea, but going into more detail, that makes more sense, actually. 
<laughs> there's a ton of uh workshops and youtube videos on shadow work it's like a really okay powerful topic because a lot of people face yeah. it or hide cool. it <laughs> yeah right cool um let's see i i think we're towards the the tail end here um what i mean do you have any advice for i mean well this whole thing was pretty much an advice thing like <laughs> But for people maybe going like listening to this that are maybe going through like any struggles or or anything, what do you know like how do you think that they should go about it like and they're not sure what to do? Like for me, there's some days where I wake up and you know it's just one of those stress days and I don't do really any I, well, I don't do yoga. I don't meditate really. I don't have crystals. I don't do tarot cards. You know, I I don't do any of it. So like for someone else, maybe like myself who doesn't know Jack about all what like little tidbit of information like do you think that you give one them? of the best bits of advice my uncle gave me was try to remember what made you happy as a child. Try to remember what you gravitated to as a child. So for me, I always liked to be outside I liked to, um, I liked to like ride my scooter or I liked to like paint. So like little things like that. Like I, I liked to journal, I liked to read. Um, so finding things like that, that make you feel good outside of like, now I feel like in life we're like, okay, I love doing this, but now this also pays my bills. So sometimes you don't want to do that thing on the day that you really need to just take care of yourself yeah. or it's like learning to just let yourself be enough and if you don't want to do anything don't be hard on yourself also just do nothing take a bath take a shower listen to music like play around with different things and, until it just shifts your energy because it's not that you're avoiding it but sometimes you don't need to live in that just be like yep totally get it feeling a little grumpy or moody today or a little stressed either i know why or i don't either way i'm not gonna like punish myself for that because that's yeah. a big one for me is that I definitely felt like once I saw the light or realized that I'm a good person and stopped hating myself, um, I felt guilty for the days that felt heavy or I felt yeah. nervous because I was like, Oh my God, did I just backtrack everything? Like, why am I still feeling this way? If I know all of these things and it's like, Oh, whoops. Cause I'm just a person. Yeah. I think sometimes okay. we have to remember that we're just people, but also finding things that truly bring you joy and like doing those things first. Sounds good. That was great. Just, like laugh, like find well, well spoken. Well spoken. Cool. This well, is you, awesome. I'm yeah, so glad this I got was... to be on your podcast. I know. I'm I'm tr I'm trying to make this a regular thing, at least like one solo one midweek and then at least one during the weekend well there you go try, because it was a try. new moon yesterday so that's where we set intentions so you Ooh. should set a nice little attainable intention for yourself for the next oh, 30 yeah. days i uh i might have well it's gonna suck if i say it and he's not on tonight um but it'll happen eventually if it's not tonight um Bo. oh that's amazing oh. i'm sure he's okay. gonna Yes, I'm sure he's going to blow people's minds. I don't even, there's so, he's just such a lively character. I gotta, I don't even know what to talk to him about so oh much. <laughs> and his daughter but, and uh, his oh, wife. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are literally a superhero it's family. Insane. Right. Um, 
That's but so yeah, cool. I'm ex- I'm excited about all this, and hopefully, I see uh, some more on your podcast because yeah. I liked what I listened to, and I'm sure mm. I might learn more about all of this as I listen to your stuff. I still have yes. like a couple that I have to listen to. I think I just went straight to the the one podcast of you and your friends because I was looking at for ones that were going to last a little bit longer. So yeah. Because I was like starting work and then driving home, and that both of those were like perfect times. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna start doing yeah. interviews. So this is insightful because I wasn't sure how trusty Skype was, but someone told me about um, Zoom. I think it's called. Or I've heard about Zoom. I've on other podcasts, and I just haven't got the chance because I just got the app today. So I'm gonna try that yeah. as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll have to let me know how it works, and or like the next time you post one. Like, I don't expect you to remember to tell me, but if you do remember, let me know and be like, hey, I used the, uh, Zoom for this one. Yeah. And I want to go check it out because the thing that, Zoom. yeah, oh, I know, I wish. Because <laughs> uh, the thing that I want to get that I was telling you about, um, it's called the Roadcaster Pro. And, oh, uh, yes. It's like, I think it's five ninety nine, And it has like the slider, you know, the mixer, it has a... Um, eight pad MIDI controller for sound effects, um, four headphone jack input on the back and then, um, the mics. So right now mine are just straight USB to the computer, both of them, Uh but those are different. They're the XLR ones on the back. So I'd get brand new mics as well. So instead of just getting, you know, a $600 thing, I want to get like another, like two pairs of mics. So it's probably closer to like 900 to a grand so i'm not yet not yet <laughs> are you gonna do interviews on the road more still too well i don't know i I'm, i pulled back a lot from the touring after my last tour not that it went bad with nothing more i it was a great tour i had an amazing time i just after 10 years of just getting burnt out and was just kind of you know there, don't get me wrong it was still fun but i felt more every day was me kind of just getting annoyed with having to do things just mm-hmm. internally like oh darn i gotta go do this now all right fine whatever so that and i love i love working out so now i have nothing that's like all right i gotta leave for a month or two yeah that's know. amazing so, that you're like actually doing what makes you happy yeah i mean i got a big boy job currently which is within the photo realm it's a photo lab but Ooh. you know it, that's not gonna be long term you know I don't know how long or how short, but, you know, it's a, a steady income while I just work out every day and do the podcast and any, you know, that. photo, video things I get on the side, you know. I mean, I'm actually doing a, a video project for Nothing More that we're, we're going on. So still doing that yeah. stuff, but, you know, I wanted to pull back. Like, you know, it's time to kind of start more of a, a real life, you know, dive into that for you the relationship aspect, which has never been a strong suit of mine. So change it up, you know, try and grow up to an extent. Like I feel like sometimes tour can lead to like Peter Pan syndrome, which is like never having to grow up, which is also fantastic. Like loving your inner child. But I think as we age and grow up, sometimes our priorities and like our needs and wants shift. So it's good to listen to that and realize like, you don't have to live around life. Your life is up to you. So making those changes is great. 
for a while it was like I wanted to stop and do what I'm doing now, but I probably didn't because, you know, most of my friends, you know, they're on the, the road. That's who my friends are. Like, it's, but, you know, the Mice guys, Alan, you know, all of them, Austin, they're all my closest friends, but we all don't live close anymore. So part of me was like, well, damn, if I stop one, like, what the hell? Like, I'm going to be so bored, like, alone. Yeah. But, like, also, like, the stuff that doesn't matter at all is, you know, social media, like, and I'm seeing it happen now because, like, you know, all the the Mice and Men fans don't want to see me posting workout photos and stuff so i've seen that decline but now i'm like i don't give a shit like no but back then matter. i did which was right. not good so right yeah you're Make learning what actually actually lights up your soul instead of just makes your ego feel good exactly so. i think that's really special yeah awesome well, thank you well, thanks to, for having me maybe uh down the road when you get zoom or whenever i get that new thing we can we can do a, a different one a different podcast yeah, on, on something. Love that. I don't maybe know. i get to have you on mine yeah i'm down love there that. is so so many possibilities it's crazy I know. well thank you again i'm so proud of you and i'm so excited this thank worked you. out I'm, I'm very very proud of you as well because we've we've known each other for quite some time and have been in the same realm so of, of the ship 10 show. years i feel so. like yeah, about let's see, the tour I did with Jeffrey was 2012. Yeah. Oh my God. So, that's yeah, like eight years. Something crazy. I mean, wild. And I think I, I knew you before then too. But. I it might be because like I remember meeting you. The meeting you was actually yeah. I think that was the first time I met you when I came to your okay. place with with well it was Jeffrey but remember like it was for a video and I had just met you and we're all in the hot tub and. We wanted a yes. shot of you walking out of the oh, house. Yeah, that so basically, was my house. for me meeting you for the first time, going into filming you getting out of a hot tub with Jack Daniels next to your butt. Yep. There it is. Nice that to meet you. That was my old apartment. I mean, my old house in Sherman Oaks. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Long time town. ago. Look at us now. Well, we've come a long way, and I'm, I'm stoked for you. And also, I mean, Nick. I love Nick. Yes, he's so great. My, my little uh, Versace ice cube <laughs> oh my god That's my little Louboutin <laughs> stroop waffle I can't wait for him to, to hear that that's what you say you can tell him I was trying to think you of one tell him. Yeah. I'm gonna that's perfect my little Burberry blueberry muffin Ooh, that's perfect Burberry, I, uh, on my uh, on my I can't give them all away because on my next solo one I'm for my solo one, I just kind of talk about a bunch of random shit that I find online that I just randomly see. And yes. I had an idea driving home yesterday from work, and it was the two that I or the three I just told you. Like, why doesn't okay? Well, I'm not going to say the rest of it, but basically, why don't designer brands have like food lines or something? Like, yeah. Like, why doesn't Versace have an ice tray that makes Versace Cuban Link ice? Oh my god, that'd be amazing! Like, like a, a play Louboutin. on words. Yeah, like a Louboutin Stroop waffle, but instead of like the waffle shape or the the texture, it's just like the LV monogram on it. Yeah, it's like Hello Kitty did it. Hello Kitty waffles, Hello Kitty toaster. Boom. So like, why aren't the bigger brands doing it? Uh, yeah, you got like a three grand waffle maker that imprints the Louis Vuitton, you know. Yeah. Logo. 
on your waffle game changer. I got some others. I got some others. I got to brainstorm, but I just remember him and I would always riff on those insane names. So I don't know. That's so funny. I love that. (laughs) So great. Yeah. You have to tell him I say hi and I will. He's doing great. He's got some good shit. I know. I'm so proud of him. Awesome. Well, Well, uh, I'm going to straight up go and uh, put this on the interwebs after this. Um, Shoot me some links. Um, Whatever you can think of, you know, maybe like a maybe one, you know, like a YouTube link to someone. Obviously, I'm going to put your Instagram and your website. Okay. Um, Well, your website has it all. Yeah, at the bottom, it's got all the links down there. So maybe I'll just put your link tree. I, I don't know. I'll put definitely your Instagram and this link tree. Yeah. Thing. And then it'd be cool to have, you know, you you mentioned a YouTube guy. Yes, Jason uh, Stevenson. And then maybe any other. I mean, it could just be that one. Or if you think of any other things, I can always add them. But just, you know, kind of have in the, the show notes just a place to have them click. Like, no, that's oh. perfect. What is it? Oh, yeah, very nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for. Yeah, I know, right? Ha! Holy fuck. Oh, Uh, that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. It was was great. It's fun. Awesome. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll shoot you over some texts right now so you have them. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and weekend. Thank you, you too. I have a workshop tonight. Gotta get ready for it. All right. Sick. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Of course. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.